bigger, the new chapter that's out, people are very upset about. Mm. So I'm just looking up. There's been like a hundred new messages since I last that <laughs> on the Patreon. Like, feed. People just comments. angry about it. Yeah, there's um, Matt Taibbi from Rolling Stone was on with Amber and Will, and it's just a. Uh, what is it? It's like about cancel culture. It's about why prison abolition is cringe, all that kind of stuff. And everyone's just pretty pissed off because it's fairly prison reactionary. Prison abolition is cringe. I mean, that's not what they said, but it's 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 what. Is that the one where Amber talked about lefties turning to anarchism? Uh, li- yeah, she Defund prisons, like abolish prisons, like all caps kind of thing you see on Twitter and Instagram. And that was uh, liberals um, flocking to the anarchist left. <laughs> and it was just about, I don't know, it was like simultaneously, the argument seemed to be she was saying was that, that... only, only like a handful of freaks on Twitter, like maybe a thousand Twitter people know or care what prison abolition is and talk about it. Also, it's bad because every single liberal is running to the anarchist left to embrace prison abolition. She's, like, she's trying to argue it both ways. She's trying to do like the reactionary Fox News, they want to take away God and gender kind of thing, mm. and saying, isn't it awful? All these, all these liberals are <laughs> storming their local Bastille, you know? Yeah. And then also say... Prison abolition is cringe, you know. Like, only like a fun, a bunch of like obnoxious, like theory-reading anarchists even know what it is, and the other people that do it just like TikTok kids trying to look for attention, like that kind of thing. And it's like, well, both of those things can't be true. Like, a liberal establishment can't be cynically embracing it wholeheartedly, and it also be like a fringe belief that only a few Twitter people. See, I I don't. I wonder how many people in the comments are calling her racist over that, because well, also, prison abolition is so much bigger in the black community in well, America was, and in like that's okay. black so they activism made the opposite, and stuff. They made the opposite argument. They said that there's empirical data to show that minorities are actually in favor of police and prisons when you ask them. You know, if you, if crime is a problem, would they like to see more police in the neighborhoods? They overwhelmingly answer yes. Yeah, but they are talking... But they're, they're... Like, when you're looking at, like, the left, like, the black left, is what I mean, is where, like, a lot of the... People like Angela Davis are the modern police abolition front. But the thing is, is that what they're not... What Amber's not seeing is that the, the liberal left, or at least the black liberal left, and uh, the people supporting them in the Black Lives Matter movement are turning to people like Angela Davis and their heroes from the Civil Rights era. And, you know, other, like, well-known black communists and socialists to see what to do. You know, people like Cornell West and stuff as well, who are all talking about, like, defunding cops and prison abolition. You know, they're all, they're all at least on board with defunding cops. Like, this is where... Like, I feel like she's just missed this yeah. really big part of, like, no, people are sort of, like, you know, these are people who think the civil rights era was a good thing, 
but they don't really know much about it in detail. I so they look they to these, they look up to people not even knowing that they're communists. I think you they know? would be dismissive of that because it's only representative of like a handful of politically involved people and leadership, and that it's like a that they're liberals. You know, they're the the managerial like professional class. You know, they, they're not representative of any larger sentiment beyond themselves, I think would probably be the argument. Yeah, but I, I've never really found that when it comes to, like, people who are liberal, not because they know much about politics, but because they've just sort of grown up a bit blissfully unaware about shit, you know? And people who grew up in, like, the, the revisionist history of, like, you know, public high schools and shit like that, um, you know, we're here, they just skipped over hundreds of years of genocide and stuff, but in America, you know, they skip over shit like Martin Luther King, like half of what he did, you know, they kind of just cut it all out, like all of the important bits, so that they can kind of not really admit all the fucked up things the US did, right? Mm. And like people, people who are in that bubble though, they look to those sorts of people as good people, but they don't know anywhere near the whole story to be able to put it all together, to be able to have any sort of in-depth political take that moves them to the left. They don't have the history. You know, they're missing all of that context. I feel like that's what most people are missing, is that they've just got skewed facts, but their heart's in the right place in the sense that they want to do what they think is the right thing. And those are the people who turn to, you know, like, famous activists of the past and stuff like that. Um, to look for guidance in a, in a time like this. Because they know that those were cool people, what they don't realise is that all of those people were fucking socialists. You know, because they were never taught that in school and stuff. I don't know, like, I think it's just, it's super common. Like, that happens here as well. Because the erasure of socialism with, like, the Red Scare basically meant that a whole bunch of people got watered down into being represented as, you know, an activist, but not as a socialist in history. Which meant that now all of these people effectively grew up not realising that these people are the big scary socialists the government didn't want them to interact with. And it, it, it's created a bit of a a weird loop where this generation has grown up unaware of that all and has like missed the Red Scare so they'll talk to people from that era. I am high so I just couldn't stay I couldn't follow what I was saying. I'm high too. Um, I was going through the comments in that chapter thread, and Mm. I was pleased to see um, everyone is shitting on it and saying how, like, wildly reactionary, like, their points were. It's all about cancel culture being bad, um, cancelling things, and taking down statues. And did you see they pulled down a statue of Ulysses S. Grant? These people don't even know what they're doing. They don't even know what they're mad about. I don't know? even know who that is. Uh, he was an American president who was um, generally hailed, I think, as a good president, but like he, he presided over the Indian Wars. Ah. Uh. You know, he was like, he did commit, he was involved in the ongoing committal of genocide against Native American peoples. Um, so I think it probably fair dues that they took a statue down yeah i mean i think that in it's weird because here in australia uh black rights are so heavily tied to indigenous rights but i Mm. guess in america that is like you know it's just a different you know it's different demographics but like here yeah it's like 
people are taking down statues of people who killed indigenous people yeah. 200 years ago Our because colonizes. directly yeah but also directly the black lives matter movement is the indigenous mm. rights movement here in australia yeah it, it really so it's weird it's weird to me that anyone would find it strange to be taking down a statue like that because to me like the two were tied in my yeah. mind you I mean, know it might like... also be that we're white people and we're just linking different non-white experiences because to us they're all racism whereas i guess if you're in there oh no like i recognize specifically i have no i have no doubt that no matter your like everyone experiences oppression relative to them you know like i don't experience the same type as ableism as someone in a wheelchair yeah. You know, so I imagine that, you know, like, uh, non-binary people receive a different type of transphobia to, like, uh, binary trans people, so on and so forth. So it doesn't, you know, like, everyone's experiences with racism would probably be unique to them as well. Like, I don't really doubt that. You know, I don't, I think lumping it all in together is what white supremacy does you know, being like my mom and just seeing anyone from <laughs> anywhere in East Asia as Asian, yeah. you know, <laughs> like... And as not having any yeah. difference in lives and experience and how they'd be yeah. treated. And, yeah, seeing, like, you know, like, two billion people from 20 different countries is all exactly the yeah. same. I mean, the Australian impression is bad at driving, and now something about... Stealing toilet, uh, not toilet paper, like baby formula. Yeah, was the, the that, next big scare. That's yeah. about all we've got to, um, to yeah. group uh, like half the world's population. Well, now there's a big like ch- communist scare from China that people are like yeah. also. It's you know, which, but that wasn't it, always a big deal. Here. Which is that was like never like our a part version. Of... I feel like our. I guess America and China have that. They have their own mm. sort of culture war kind of playing out between like the Trump administration's kind of trade war of China. But the way that we handle it is much more like the Russiagate stuff in America. You know, yeah. it's like communism is always like such a big component. Like they were, like all the libs go out and, you know, they have Putin with the Kremlin and like the gold, like the yellow um, Soviet star and hammer and sickle next to him. And they're like, Trump is following Putin's communist playbook. And yeah. we do the same thing of China here. It's always about Red China, the, yeah, it's the all next about space China. age terror. And it's half it's... of it is like, not half, but like a, yeah. a portion of it is like real like Red Scare 1950s shit. Mm. Another part of it is just sort of straight out racism. And then another part of it is also like this very specific kind of like like 1930s yellow peril kind of yeah. stuff. Like, it's real kind of, like, Fu Manchu... Well, you have to keep in mind, for anyone unaware, Australia's, specifically Chinese population, goes all the way back to the gold rush in the 1860s, was it? It was around the time of the American Civil War, the gold rush. Um, where a huge number of migrant workers came from China in search of gold, and were second-class citizens. And we actually had a white Australia policy. Yeah. Like, we had... Like, Australia, also, like, uh, the union movement here wouldn't allow Chinese people to join. They had to make their own unions, you know. They all got, like, low wages, were treated like... There's a huge history of 
extreme amounts of racism in Australia's past. And the propaganda Towards is, Chinese people. Well, it's extreme have, as well. Fucking people like Pauline Hanson in office. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it has a through line. Like it's <laughs> if just... you don't know who she is, look her up. <laughs> you really should look her up. She's probably the most... Out of all the fascists, she's probably the most fun to laugh at. I guess she is. To I mean, she's like kind of like a Trump-like absurdist figure, but who, if the highest level of office they could get was an MP. Yeah, she has a very like. Oh, I guess she's a senator now. I think. Yeah, she's a she's a senator. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure if she is currently. I know that she. I'm pretty sure she's been delivering like hate speech from the pulpit in Parliament. Yeah. But, um, she was like a racist chip shop lady who, on a campaign of just being the bitchy white racist lady who runs a chip shop in your town, just as that, uh, has won several um, times over seats in our government and has run, like, every year since she entered politics. She has a vehement uh, anti-immigration stance. Yeah, very, very like... She's a white nationalist. She fucking climbed Uluru in defiance when it w- was announced that it was going to be banned to climb it because it's a fucking sacred place and there was never any permission granted for people to climb it like a tourist trap. And the amount of damage that it that does, actually incurs, yeah. especially in like people... Chopping off bit like knocking bits of the rock off as a souvenir to take home the last god hundred years or so. Yeah, what is an incredibly sacred site was just treated for like, like shit. Yeah, for, for ages. like for hit for um backpackers to come and yeah, like, steal and a it bit. Was, and it take was mostly it home. you Americans. <laughs> it's your fault. Yeah, people, <laughs> it's only American tourists. <laughs> <laughs> and like Swedes, oh a few yeah, and Swedes, types. yeah, yeah. We, like that would be the two. It was like the British tourists never go to Uluru. It's weird. It's too hot. Yeah, they, they can't. Couldn't, they they could couldn't not stand take it. it. Yeah, so, like that skin. It would look like it look like <laughs> the, the blobfish if you put it under the grill. Like it yeah. wouldn't come out so well. It's, at it's all. always Americans like there's that. like but... fucking pasty ass white. British people used to come into the store. Like, <laughs> ugh, that, like skin does not. You, you know, it's like uh, when they, yeah, it's like something coming, being oxidized and <laughs> just in, instantly deteriorating. Anyway, the point but, about but it's Uluru all of those is, like French is, and Swedish tourists yeah. with the beautiful blonde hair who come in and have a wonderful accent and incredibly obnoxious and shitty. Yes, and you kind of despise them for how angelic they look. They're all the ones who are getting hit, hitchhiking up to Uluru to well, steal all, a bit of it. Yeah, they're also rich enough to literally fly to the other side of the planet. Yeah. Like, it's pretty far away to for get a, here. For a know. lark to fuck around for <laughs> yeah, Just for a little lark, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, the thing with Uluru closing was basically that, um, yeah, it was going to be close to tourists. Uh, you can you can look at it from afar, but no one claiming the actual rock or touching the rock, which, fucking fair enough. And Pauline Hansen basically got herself stuck up there. If you, if you tell me not to touch the rock, I'm gonna want to touch the rock. Yeah. So there was a date when it was gonna be closed, and just beforehand, she went up there in protest, demanding white people's right to trash indigenous cultural and sacred sites, as usual. 
and she fucking got stuck on the top of Wallaroo and couldn't get back down. <laughs> she she tried to be so edgy and she fucked it up. Um, but this is also the same woman who wore, wore a burqa to Parliament. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She's done so many things, it's yeah. very hard to keep in mind. She hates Muslims as well as she's Chinese people. She's been around people. so yeah. long. Like, she's been around long enough that there's, like, an old set of Pauline Hansen memes from, like, 15 years ago and a new set, like, now it is oh, yeah. eras of Pauline Hansen memes. There's been Pauline Hansen memes since before I was born. Yeah, uh, let's not think about that. <laughs> she's been in office since the 80s, though, I think. Really? Like, 89. Yeah, I think it's like 89. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking it was the 90s was when she came to prominence. She's always been a figure in my life, when I've been a political figure as long as I've been aware of politics. (sighs) Anyway, she's really fun to bully, um... But she is the leader of the One Nation Party. The Way White Nationalist Party. <laughs> yeah, they're the way we white supremacists and we're open about one it. One nation I, under a very pale god. One white nation, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Australia is, yeah, supposed to be like a beacon of whiteness and a sea of, you know, others. Um, this is specifically founded in our um, language and the formation of this oh yeah there's there's a big culture of middle class white people just and lower middle class who they see australia as this beacon of whiteness so they see all these immigrants and they're just sort of like they turn to this like extremely heavy nationalism like white nationalism they're just open about it you know, people here are so fucking open about hating, like, non-white people. Yeah. And, you know, it's... And, I mean, it's... They, I know, they feel usurped in their yeah. place, despite the fact that, I mean, for, despite the fact most of them are just white immigrants oh. from the who came here in the 50s, and, you know... Oh, yeah, people like my mum who, like, yeah, came here... That's my dad's yeah, family, all yeah, came yeah. here from, like, Poland in the 50s. Yeah, my family and, came from Malta and stuff, and yeah, the, same deal. they hate they hate everybody everyone. here yeah, isn't white. Yeah. Like, it's all about... Every time yeah. it was about, like, Asian think, drivers. Think about and... it this way. You know, you know American suburbs, the whole white yeah. flight thing? Australia is one giant suburb. Yeah. And people are mad that their suburbs are getting tarnished by multiculturalism. Yeah, there's you know? a very... Um, the sort of... In those, especially yeah. in those like um, gated community suburbs, yeah, like out of the city. Like... Whereas, like, there's some places like inner Melbourne and stuff like that where you don't get that as much. But, but there, there are, are huge areas. pockets of like there there are giant areas in Melbourne, which is a fuck huge city, by the way, in terms of its like size. But there are these corners you slice out where there's just a shitload of white supremacists. Yeah, you know. Um, so there's all of these, there's a super high immigrant population, but there's still a lot of racists here. Yeah, it's... A lot of Nazis here, fuck. Yeah, there are, like, I mean, we just haven't seen the Nazi propaganda recently, because you haven't been out at all. Yeah, no, I think they bought some, uh, some, like, Nazi group bought a property in the eastern suburbs recently, and was using it as, like, a mm. um, white supremacist meetup spot. And, uh, yeah, was it Roeville? Somewhere in the east. But, yeah, like, they... Somewhere a massacre will be named after at a later date. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Yeah, there's a big there's a big like history of Nazis in Melbourne, and it's kind the of Melbourne scary. Nazi the cops scene. love to the cops love to work with them. Right. There's also a really big punk scene. Read, and... <laughs> reading a blog post, it's canceling yeah. the Melbourne the has toxic all the scenes. Cult, the toxic culture in the in the um yeah neo Nazi Melbourne yeah. scene in the neo Nazi ska band scene in Melbourne. Someone's getting called out for inappropriately um commenting on a member of the opposite sex. Yeah, there's there's like a scene for everything culturally here in Melbourne. It's great. There's a zine scene. There's a roller derby scene. <laughs> there's we have an ice hockey scene. There's <laughs> who would have known? There's an insane, insanely big calisthenics scene. Oh, yeah, it's huge. My yeah. sister was in calisthenics there's... for most of but my time also, growing you know, up. There's, there's that a lot was, of That was one of the most terrifying, like, suburban pedophile networks I've ever seen. <laughs> Just, like, that it, That shit is so yeah. fucking wild. See, I, I uh, do not like seeing, like... Eight-year-old girls and leotards. Oh, because it is so sexualized. Eight-year-olds, like, eight-year-olds. No, no, no. They, 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 they yeah. start from the moment. Oh, yeah, they start. The moment they before. can actually yeah. just. The moment you can put them standing up and they won't immediately fall down. You enter calisthenics. Like the amount of these fucking shows I'd be dragged along to when I was thirteen. My just the most hideous. <laughs> I know my sisters did it. They had to wear the disgusting. If you want an image of what it is, it's basically if you watch Dance Mums, it's that Dance Mums. It's a beauty pageant combined with acrobatic type yeah. dance performances. Yeah. Um, calisthenics. It's all of <laughs> it's all of the most horrorish 1950s like um, perm and satin clothing um, aesthetics you can think of mm. forced onto a toddler. To perform in front of a sea of sixty-five to forty-five-year-old suburbanites, it's one of the most terrifying, like just deeply, deeply traumatizing, bizarrely sexualized, like child trafficking ring you've ever seen. It even has its own TV show now. In oh all... no! Yeah, it's on Channel Seven. It's called This Is Calisthenics. Oh no! And it's like a. I don't think it's it's because we're so fucking pathetic. It's not even like a dance mom's like freak show documentary because that because you could do that. Yeah, you could do that with calisthenics instead of it's like one of these inspirational master chef kind of shows oh, about no. the competition and these are the girls and they're going out there and they're doing their thing. Like, and all of these performances are incredibly sexual. They're all choreographed by like um, suburban like gay hairdresser men or like deeply deeply repressed uh 45 year old women who are writing a romance novel on the side it's just the most like specific pathetic horrendous like display of sexual sexuality of like a boomer forced onto a child to perform it's like some like sick like parasitic kind of energy harvesting routine it's Deeply evil, evil stuff, and all of the kids have lice all the time. I have never heard you talk about calisthenics before. They're really like I. It was like my, five my, years. My, my of, jaw has dropped. I really hadn't known any of Five this. years of like six weekends in a row being dragged along to fucking calisthenics semi-final competitions. <laughs> And my mum had to do all of these every weekend, getting up at like 6am, you have to brush the girl's hair and get it permed and get the little weaklet and they have to, to, um, 
be bronze. They all have to wear fake tan. You have to go. You have to fake tan these children from about two. Okay, but that's two, that's pretty damn Melbourne. Like the after age range fake tan as well memories, in these yeah. in these groups. Yeah, it's like two to thirteen. Do you, do you think that's how the fake tan bimbos are made? It's, like they start out as calisthenic girls, well, and then they... the thing about calisthenics is you don't actually get out. Very rarely do you ever get out. Oh, so, is it the sort of thing where like you grow up, and then as soon as you're too old to do it, you start training kids no, no, to do you're, it? Well, yes, but also you're never too old to stop doing it. These competitions, it's not just the kids. It goes up to 65 years old. What? How do 65-year-olds do acrobatic dancing? Well, they've got a thing called Mums and Masters. And that's for, like, calisthenics teachers who are still in perfect condition. And for the mums and grandmums of the children in calisthenics. No, this and... is a cult, babe. <laughs> I know! It's not... <laughs> it's absolutely a cult. No, what you're describing is, like, how much money do they pay for the, the fucking membership to these It's not just a membership, because they're also putting so much money into the local club that yeah. the children are in. They're volunteering their time, because, like... Usually, because they need the mums to go on the competitions. The competitions are in different cities around the state. So they've got to get these mums also putting Wait, in... Around... Well, they're going out to Bendigo for they calisthenics. Go Bendigo, Geelong, they go further out. <laughs> Why the fuck would you go to, like, Bendigo or Geelong? Because <laughs> that's where the competition is. <laughs> or fucking, is. what, like, sh- what's next? Like, fucking Shepparton and Wollongong and I shit, don't even like... know some of the places my mother has had to go to. Ararat and Ballarat. At... Wow. And, yeah, so it's up to 65 years old, the performers. There's, yeah. um... And they get them to put all their money into the local club. The mother's doing all the labour. The mother's take the kids there. How much do the people who run the club make? Um, I mean... I really need to know. Is is, this a cult? It is a cult. No, it is a cult (laughs) because it's one of those cults because it goes so high up. It's like a multi-level marketing scheme because the calisthenics people who teach at the club, they're also calisthenics obsessives and they're putting all of their time and money into the club, which is owned by the Calisthenics Australia organization, you know. Mm. It's all the money's going up. And all of these people are so invested, like emotionally. They put their lives and their lives to their children and their grandchildren. Like the people that my sister would go to calisthenics with, they're still in calisthenics, by the way. Um, we used to work together. Her friend she used to go with mm. to calisthenics. Um, we ended up working together. Still in calisthenics. She's in her, like, mid-twenties. She is actually one of the competitors on the TV show. This is calisthenics at the moment. Um, anyway. Why do you seem so proud of that? Like, I just, think it's, that I just think it's just an insane <laughs> connection to have. To the and only you... person I know currently who's been on television. Genuinely, as someone who is commonly described of as insane, even by mental health professionals, I, this is well and truly entering insane yeah, territory. So anyway, <laughs> like... she, she is the third generation of calisthenic practitioner in her family. Wow. Grandma, mother daughter how fucking pathetic. and it's not just her daughter they've like got this she's got two sisters how fucking pathetic and they're all in calisthenics wasting three generations on calisthenics wow my sister that's used so, to go worrying. over to like their grandmas and they would do when my sister would be over there they would all go to like the attic room where mm. all the calisthenics stuff is and they'd watch tapes of old calisthenics performances that would be the activity and 
to make more calisthenics things, to do sequencing. You know, that's what they call it, sequencing, when you sew the sequins onto the hideous taffeta dresses. I'm terrified. <laughs> it's, Shit, we need to get these kids out, babe. This is serious. It's, <laughs> it's like... We it, should start some activist movement I against like calisthenics. I feel like if this was happening in America... There would be, like, multiple Alex Jones, like, pedophile um, conspiracy videos about it. Like, it's it's something... Well, we, we get all of that shit here, though. We have all of the same, like, weird-ass, like, everything from neoconto-libertarian mm. conspiracy But what we... But, like, our people. conspiracy people, they're just obsessed with 5G, and Chinese corona. communism, and coronavirus. They need to get on the calisthenics Thanks. cloud trafficking because... Oh, no, I saw someone talking about um, that they were um, kidnapping infants from the public housing units and taking them under secret tunnels to, to calisthenics <laughs> like I, I saw I, a post about that today yeah where someone you? thought that yeah that they were literally secret tunnels yeah secret tunnels shit you where? know um with the public housing units but which tunnels uh, in the vicinity of the public like I know where some of the secret tunnels are I don't know, but someone was like, had posted a video about that, and I, I quote tweeted it, and I was like, yeah, American, like, media has just exported you all had, of this kooky conspiracy until, you shit. You had me until the tunnels. I was, I was thinking, yeah, that could have happened, probably. I wouldn't be surprised. At the same time, yeah, internet conspiracy, like, not just conspiracists, everyone on Twitter loves child, like, human trafficking is just... Anytime there's even this... <laughs> that is so bad out of context. There's this anytime that there is, like, any, Twitter like... loves human trafficking. Any unsubstantiated, like, missing persons, mm. like, copy pasta kind of thing. It spreads like a wildfire. Like, yeah. the post about, like, if you see vans and they've got a lock on the outdoor, um, like a padlock across their um, mm. back doors... That means they're a human trafficker. They're abducting children. You need to report them to the police or break into the van to rescue the children. What they're describing is just an external padlock that's like used on tradies' vans to make sure the stuff doesn't get nicked while yeah, they're on the that's, job. Yeah, that's what my fucking uncle does. You know, <laughs> he just fucking he locks up his shit so no one, yeah, so no one nicks his. Or car. like that house that got burnt down recently because it was suggested on Twitter that you know that it would traffic children. What actually happened with that? In the well, end? Did from find the, out? the after reporting I read is that the two children were found, but no one near the vicinity of the house, and they were found across town at the time that the angry mob was surrounding the house and lighting it on fire. Two, I read an interview with um, two of the residents from the house, and one of them was a woman who was giving birth to her like fourth or third child at the time, and then they gave birth and found it to us on the news, and the hospital um, room and found out the house had been burnt down because they'd been pinpointed as child traffickers. Jeez. And of course, everyone on Twitter, just like, just like when the shooting happened. Yeah, Chaz, I was about to mention that Chaz shooting, yeah, when everyone was like, oh, look, they just ganked him. And it's like, yeah, there's, an, there's you an immediate You don't know if they're like... You have no information. You're going off like a single tweet. Yeah. And if it ever has, like... People following up saying, "Do you have more context?" It'll just be a link to another tweet of someone in all caps saying the same thing with no attribution. Yeah. Um, oh god, that Chaz thing was and, horrible. And the thing is, once like it's truly because horrible. it's all just about like the catharsis of posting. Yeah. Once you've made the post, you don't care anymore. So like a week later, when it's discovered actually that was just an innocent person who was fucking murked, <laughs> they're just like, "Oh well, it doesn't really matter." <laughs> 
I don't actually care about the incident. I just care about the um, the likes, the clout. Yeah, the clout yeah. that is going to get me. I forgot what we were talking about. Like, what was it before calisthenics? I don't know. 